Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Players NIL podcast. My special guest today comes from the state of North Carolina, although he has a diverse background in terms of academics and athletics. I want to welcome Todd Harrison to the podcast. Todd, welcome. Well, thank you, Mark. It's a pleasure to be here, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the conversation today. Yeah, I'm excited to dive uh, into this, you know, this format that we have here where we'll go, go through your life. And, you know, at the Players NIL, we, we say that we want to use athletics to better our lives. And uh, my second part of that mission statement is to better the lives of the people around us. And I've created the Players NIL to give back and to create opportunities for student-athletes, something that you're passionate about, I know, from our previous conversations. And uh, you've demonstrated that in your professional career. But let's go back to your childhood. And, uh, you know, I use two words, sports and athletics. To me, sports is the fandom part. You know, maybe someone took you a game. You saw someone playing basketball in the park or running around on a field. Athletics would be your own personal participation. We'll get to that. But probably fandom comes first in the word sports. So tell me about your early childhood and your exposure to uh, sports. Yeah, no. Um... I'd, I'd say I was kind of bitten by the, the the bug of sports at a really early age. You know, I don't remember exactly how old I was, probably four or five years old. You know, I remember some of my earliest memories are just kind of sitting and watching baseball games with my grandfather and my dad. You know, they were big. Um, they were big, you know, L.A. Dodgers fans, even though, you know, we live in, on the East Coast of North Carolina. You know, they were big, big Dodgers fans. And so. I remember some of those early Yankees, Dodgers, you know, World Series and, and, you know, growing up, just everything about sports I loved, you know, just, you know, watching, you know, I'll date myself here, but, you know, when, when I was a kid watching guys like Dr. J and Magic and, you know, those guys play basketball and I was always a big tennis fan. So I love, I loved watching, you know, Bjorn Borg and McEnroe and Connors and those guys go at it. And, and it was just, you know, just the excitement of, of sports um, was, was like nothing that, that I'd ever experienced before. And, and again, as far back as I can remember, it was something that, that I loved and wanted to, to do and watch and just be around. And, you know, I, I didn't know it then, but, you know, but, but obviously it was something that, that was going to be a part of my life, both personally and professionally for a long time. And it still is to this day. Yeah. So you're a fan. You're watching all these great sports. And I grew up on Long Island. So to me, Dr. J was, you know, sorry, Michael, sorry, LeBron, sorry, Magic, but Dr. (laughs) J was the man for me. You know, I mean, the Afro and the the dunks and the old ABA. So you're interested, you're a fan, you're following it. Tell us about athletics. When did you start to participate and, and what sports did you play? You know, unfortunately, you know, I grew up in a small town, you know, in North Carolina, Walnut Cove, North Carolina. So, you know, we didn't have a lot of kind of organized sports at my disposal. So we didn't have a YMCA or any sort of the local club. So, you know, for me, it was probably, you know, late elementary school, you know, before I could could really do anything organized. And so basketball was the only sport that my elementary school offered. And so I, I played that as early as I could. I think that was maybe like fourth or fifth grade. Um, you know, but prior to that, it was, you know, it, it was, it was not organized at all, but, you know, I'm, I'm the middle child of three. And so I have, my, I have an older brother who's four years older. And so any of us who have older brothers, you know, you've got that competitive um, kind of 
nature that that's created in you because you're you're always trying to to beat your older brother and and so we would play everything you know we'd play baseball in the backyard and i try to hit it as far as he could and you know we'd play tennis you know in the driveway um you know basket you know we had a hoop that my dad you know built and and we had a hoop in the back backyard so um I started probably playing again four or five years old, but but I'd say from an, you know in terms of organized sports, it was it was elementary school, middle school when I really got into that. So my two sports were were basketball and tennis. Those were the two sports that I was probably the best at. Um, I loved football, but but um, I was a pretty small kid, so I was never big enough to play football. I would have gotten destroyed. But um, but yeah, I mean, I'd say basketball and tennis were the two sports that that I played, and and I played both of those throughout. Um, my high school years and and still play them today as much as I can, as much as my knees will allow me at, at this age. Well, they're very similar athletically, right? With the footwork, you know, and yeah, uh, so one probably helps the other. So what's the scattering port of uh, Todd's athletic career in high school? What would the scouts say? I think what the scouts would say, you know, what I would always tell people is if I had to defend me, I would, um, I got a pretty quick first step. Um, so so you don't, you know, you want to cut off the driving lanes. My jump shot is, is a little, you know, a little temperamental. So you might want to, you know, you might, you might want to back up and give me the jump shot before you give me the drive, but, uh, but I'll, you know, every now and then I'll, I'll knock, I'll knock the three down as well. So I'll uh, take your, you know, take your chances on that. Well, today, if you don't shoot the three, you won't get on the floor, right? Everybody shoots the three. Well, that, that, that's true today. Now, again, I grew up in an era where, you know, the, the post guys were still very much in demand and, and there was a mid, there was a such thing as a mid range game. So yeah, I don't know how well my game would translate to today, but it worked okay back in the day. So you graduate from high school. Tell us a little bit about your uh, academic career. Where, where'd you go and what you study and, and how did you, you know, use your fandom again and your sports background, your athletic background yeah. as an athlete to, you know, to drive you to a success. Sure. So, you know, one of the, um, I guess one of the things that dictated my college career growing up in, in North Carolina, you know, that's ACC territory. So it's Tobacco Road, it's Duke and Carolina, Wake and NC State and, and all those those rivalries. And so um, I actually went to Wake Forest. That was my undergrad institution. And obviously, athletically, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, able to, to play at that level. Um, but you know, it was, it was, you know, a, again, a great school. And, and I think that that marriage of high level athletics and academics was, was something that really appealed to me. And, you know, at 18 years old, I wasn't, I wasn't super ready to, to go halfway across the country to college. And so it just so worked out that, you know, Wake was about a half an hour from where I grew up. And so, um, you know, I, I had a wonderful time there. You know, I was, I was at Wake at a, you know, it was a, a wonderful time to be there as a basketball fan because that was, you know, I came in, you know, Rodney Rogers was was there when I got there. Um, you know, Randolph Childress, you know, I was there three years with Tim Duncan. We won a couple ACC titles in the tournament every year. So it was, it was a lot of fun to be there at that time. Um, and, you know, even though, <clears throat> even though again, my, my athletic career did not, uh, extend into college, you know, back, back in those days, you know, we used to, you know, there was basically one gym there on campus. And after the season, all the, all the players would come in and play with, with the regular guys like me. And, you know, the, the story I love to tell is, you know, one day we were playing pickup and, and the team was in there and, and, uh, you know, I remember, you know, 
cutting back door, Randolph Childress, you know, threw me an entry pass. I was able to knock down a, a reverse layup over the outstretched arm of Tim Duncan. So that's the story that I'll tell as long as I can. But um, just a, you know, a great four years, great academic environment, great social environment. Um, and again, you know, knowing that I wanted to to do something in the realm of sports, um, we had a, a major uh, there uh, was a health health and sports science was uh, was one of the programs that they offered, and and that was that's what I chose to major in. And and again, I just wanted to stay close to athletics. Not it hadn't totally come into focus exactly what I wanted to do as a career, but I knew I wanted to do something in the realm of sports, and so you know that was a great major to to really try to you know, understand just the physiology of the body and, and, you know, you know, kinesiology and all of the, all of the, the kind of biomechanical aspects of sports. So that was kind of, you know, my, my academic career and, and, you know, pseudo athletic career in a nutshell, you know, there in college. Well, you know, again, not everyone has to participate to use sports to better their life. And so Absolutely. your interest guided you towards the curriculum a great academic institution, a great degree. So you graduated from college. Tell us about your career and, and how you kept in touch with athletics during your career, the, yeah. the roles that you had. Certainly. So, you know, um, initially after I graduated from Wake, you know, I, I thought I wanted to maybe pursue athletics um, from, a, from a more clinical perspective. So I got a, I got a master's uh, in public health and you know, with the idea of kind of working in a kind of sports medicine type, um, you know, arena, and you know, af- after a couple of, of experiences and internships and so forth, you know, I realized that that wasn't exactly the niche that I wanted. Um, you know, I I wanted to, I knew I wanted to to again stay close to it, but not necessarily in that way. And so, I just kind of, you know. I, just remember kind of thinking about, okay, well, what do I want to do? How do I want to play this out? And, and, you know, my wife, you know, wasn't my wife at the time, but I remember her asking me, you know, what's something that you, you know, what's something that you would want to do uh, if no one paid you to do it? You know, what, what would, what would that be? And I just said, you know, whenever I go to games, I see these guys walking around and, you know, they're in their suits and they've got their credentials on and I don't know exactly what they do, but but that looks really cool. I'd love to, I'd love to do that. And so what I was talking about without knowing it was, was sport administration. And so, you know, I, I went to, you know, I kind of researched some programs, you know, knowing, you know, not being a college athlete, you know, I didn't have all of those connections. I didn't know coaches. I didn't know people in the business. Um, and so I, I just decided, okay, the way that I need to set myself apart is, is to go the educational route. And so you know, I actually got a doctorate in sport administration from Florida State. And and again, you know, I just I thought being in that environment, you know, again, you know, they were Florida State is obviously a, you know, a, a great brand in, in the the world of college athletics. And the my first year there in grad school, they won the national championship in football. And it was it was just a great environment for someone who was wanting to to just be a sponge and, and understand just the the whole you know, you know, arena of college athletics administration. And so I was fortunate enough to get an internship there in NCA compliance, you know, when I was a grad student and, you know, that kind of turned into my first opportunity at, at a small D1 school, University of Maryland, Eastern Shore. 
Um, you know, they had an opening. I was a, a green, you know, wet behind the ears grad student, you know, recent grad. Didn't know the first thing about about compliance or college athletics, you know, other than you know what I had been able to learn from my grad program and internship. But you know, I went from being a GA to an assistant AD for compliance, and and that was, you know, the, the learning curve was steep, but it was a it was a tremendous learning experience. Um, at a at a smaller school like that, you wear a bunch of hats, and and you know I learned a lot, and it was a it was a wonderful experience, and it, it really set me up well for for the remainder of my career. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just fun that there's so many different roles that people can contribute to athletes and their success and comp compliance and administration is a big part of it. And, you know, I think those of us that get to a certain age, we look back and remember people that were influential in our life. And I'm sure that there's, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of kids that say, you know, maybe you had a conversation, maybe it was a wink, maybe it was a tap on the on the shoulder and a pat on the back that makes a difference. And that's, you know, again, at the players NIL, we want to make a difference and, and you certainly have. So tell us about your current career, what you're working on, your company, and what you're yeah. excited about today. Well, sure. You know, absolutely. You know, I, I think, um, yeah, you, you hit it. I think one of the things that you have the opportunity to do after you've kind of been removed from kind of the, you know, your, your playing days are over and, and you're a little bit older, you got a little bit of gray hair, you know, it, it's, you have a unique perspective and, and there's a tremendous opportunity to give back. And that's what I've tried to do, you know, throughout my, my professional career. And so you know, after about 20 years of working on campus, um, I transitioned to, uh, to my current company Spry about, about a year and a half ago. And, and I think while it's a different, um, point of connection. I, I think it's still a, a great opportunity to, to be able to give back and contribute to, to student athletes. Obviously on campus, you have more, more direct interaction. Um, but you know, one of the big things that we, we really try to do at Spry is, is to really assist student athletes through education. You know, one of the things that I've always, you know, we, we've all heard, you know, kind of the, the, the stories of of student athletes being exploited, you know, by the system, and 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 I, and I think there are certainly many examples where that's true, um, you know. But I've always kind of believed that, you know, you you can only be exploited to the extent that you kind of allow yourself to be, and and I think, you know, education is one of those one of those tools that student athletes can certainly use to their advantage, and and I think there's an opportunity for for young people to kind of flip that narrative. And and kind of, you know, utilize their you know, their athletic gifts and academic gifts, um, you know, to to take full advantage of of the opportunities that that student athlete participation can afford them. And particularly today, I think more so than ever before, you know, with with NIL kind of being a thing and and the transfer portal, I think has transformed the student athlete experience, and it's that's become a lever that students can use, you know, to to really you know, dictate the type of environment that they want to have both academically, socially, and, you know, athletically, and to really hold institutions accountable for making sure that, that they are getting everything out of that experience that they need. But in order to do that, they have to be equipped with, with tools and education. And I think that's what, you know, I think that's, that's what you're trying to do with the players NIL, which, which I appreciate. And, and that's exactly what we're trying to do, you know, with Spry, you're just empowering students to understand, you know, business concepts, understand, you know, 
kind of where the, some of the pitfalls are, understanding taxes, understanding risk management and liability and all of these, these other things that are going to serve them well, not just while they're a student athlete, maybe trying to broker an NIL deal, deal but you know, f- for the rest of their lives, I think these are critical life skills that, that I think we have a really special opportunity to help them with. And so I'm really excited about that. You know, it sounds awesome, and you're a perfect fit for it. They're lucky to have you because your experience and your commitment to student-athletes is, is exemplary, so congratulations. And So we'll get exactly. to the close of the podcast. This is your chance to uh, to be the old man in the, in the corner of the room, tell young kids what they should and shouldn't do. So, you know, age 18, you're getting ready to go to school. Todd Harrison, go back, you know, with all of the ability to – you know, manage your life today with technology and NIL and social media. Just give us a couple of nuggets, words of wisdom to the 18 year olds out there. Yeah. And I, I think it's tough, you know, talking to my 18 year old self, you know, versus versus today, because the world is so different. You know, I think for 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 myself and, and probably you, you know, when we were 18, you know, we we could afford to make a mistake. We could afford to have a lapse in judgment and it, it probably wasn't going to be, um, you know, recorded or, or time stamped for, for eternity on social media. And I think it's just a little bit different today. You know, one of the things, and, and this is not new advice, you know, this has been said many times, but I think it bears repeating, you know, I think, uh, especially as it relates to NIL, you know, I think I would advise kids to just be very careful about, you know, the digital footprint they're creating for themselves. Um, you know, the things that they're creating, Meeting, uh, the, the the types of things they're posting, the pictures they're in, the memes that they're creating, you know, those things don't go away. And so I would I would encourage them to be very thoughtful about you know putting putting their best foot forward. And, and you know, one other thing I would add, and this is something that I this is advice that I would give myself because this isn't something I was great at, but you know, just the importance of of taking full advantage of the the relationships that they have access to, particularly as a college student athlete, that window of opportunity is very narrow. You know, you've got four years, maybe five years where you have a captive audience of coaches and administrators and donors and fans who, who want to help you, who, who want to, to affiliate themselves with you and, you know, take advantage of that while that window is open, because, you know, you don't know if you're going to have those opportunities again. And the people that you meet during your four years as a student athlete, you know, could be people who, you know, could, could be a business partner down the road, an investor down the road, you know, uh, someone who could recommend you for, for other opportunities that could be life altering. So I would, I would just encourage young people to take full advantage of the really unique opportunity they have as a student athlete. Great advice. Um, awesome. Well, I hope our audience uh, enjoys this conversation, Todd. You've been a wonderful guest. And congratulations on all your success. And I know that you still have things that you want to accomplish, but you know your impact and influence on student-athletes is something that uh, I admire. And I want to thank you for being my guest today. Well, thank you, Mark. Again, thank, thanks for the opportunity to share. And, and again, kudos to you as well for, for all that you're trying to do in this same space. Um, so you know, best of luck to you with your endeavors as well. Okay.